transfers. How did it get here? Well, it looks to me like you portaled it. Oh, what? You know, portal from wherever you were to here. What's that? It's a, a different kind of portal. Oh, it's just changed so radically, and we're all running to catch up. And realignment. They both be pencils. Yeah. All we do know is the boys are back, and the Joe Beaver Show plots its own course. Now, there are a few more topics that we have to cover. And we will not talk about transfers, and we will not talk about my mother. We will talk about what I want to talk about. Fair enough. Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Joe Beaver is on 1240 Joe Radio. All right. Good morning, everybody. Turn that down. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. This is going to be a show where we want your participation. Dave, if you're listening, Paul, anybody. And you know, we haven't heard from Dave. Uh, we haven't really given him a name as far as Dave from. I thought he was always thought he was from Lebanon, but he's not. He's from right here in Corvallis. Uh, anyway, so on any number of topics that we throw out today or anything that you may want to. Uh, is that too loud? No, that's good. Anything you may want to discuss here on this Thursday after uh, the basketball team ends its season. And how close it was. That was some of the better defense I've seen Oregon State play in quite a long time, TJ. Mm-hmm. Hung right in there for, for a lot of it. But it was a very similar very similar storyline to the, the first two games against ASU. Yeah. Close at the half, you know, hanging with them in the first half. You, they take a lead late in the first half. Uh, I believe Oregon State led by one at the half. So I think it's, right? Was it three for three? And It was... Uh... No, it was 29-26 at the half. Okay. Regardless, then ASU goes on a run in the second half, and then Beavers don't have enough juice at the end to finish the game off. In fact, Arizona State led 29-26. Yeah, right. Okay. I I was thinking 35-34, but no. I do remember that. I remember that point. That was, the I think, the first media timeout of the second half. It was. And then then Arizona State won on a 9-1 run. At yeah, that some, point, some after the Beavers that. got a one-point lead, the Sun Devils went on a nine-to-one run. Now, Oregon State was always able to keep it close. They could, they, they never could. The Arizona State never stretched that lead. Mm-hmm. At one point, I remember eleven-point lead, and then it got to ten, and never went beyond ten. You may have seen twelve. I, I think I saw eleven, and then back to ten, and then inside of ten from then on out. But they got it close. It was down to four with, uh, you know, around a minute to go, and. And it was just a matter of possessions. The six-point lead with 24 seconds left in the timeout meant you got to hit a couple of threes real quick. And as soon as they inbounded, it, it, too much defense from Arizona State. The Beavers just couldn't work it around to find that open three. And they had such lousy three-point looks last night, they end up going three for 18. Was Were those basket interferences legit? Because I was listening yes. the whole time. Oh, my Yeah, were they? God. Yeah, they were. Okay. Oh, you you wouldn't have believed that they uh, showed it from the top. I, I yelled it out when it happened and they showed it from the top angle. That just if there was ever confirmation on something, the half the ball was was in the rim when the ball was knocked out half the ball. And then I don't know what you heard late and I can't remember the time stamp on it, but the Beavers had the ball. And I don't remember who it was, was going down the lane and the defender for Arizona State reached in and knocked the ball out. 
but they they were looking and they took forever. I swear it was 10 minutes long to figure out something. And I didn't have the volume on. And so I was just kind of assuming they were, I didn't know what they were looking at because it was a foul. Mm -hmm. He hacked him right across the whole arm, both arms and everything. Turns out they were just looking to determine who last touched the ball. No foul call. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being Arizona State's ball. Right. And they inbound under the basket. I couldn't believe that. That call and then the uh, basket interference. Right. Two of them. Two of them. And I can't, I can't remember the details on the other one besides the one mm-hmm. where it was on the rim and it was uh, offensive basket interference because, uh, well, I think it was. Anyway, the ball was halfway in the cylinder, not down, but on the rim, but across the line. If you had an imaginary right. line, it was unbelievable. Hmm. Interesting. I could hear it in Mike's voice. I'll say that. Yes, and say he, that much. he was not wrong. He, no. He was not wrong to be upset about that. Um, Tough way for the season to end, though. They did, you know, the in all, all the the optimism that, you know, stemmed from yesterday in the conversation with Mike and, and how they, they felt matching up with a team in ASU who they'd played close already twice this season. And then even, you know, looking ahead can be stupid at times. But you... You look ahead to USC, who you'd lost to by one point and had beaten this year, and you're looking like it's like, well, why can't we advance? Why, why not? For for how we yeah. played this season, but sure, the script was the ended up being the same against ASU. I mean, there, there was just not enough. There is not enough to hold down an ASU run in the second half, which well, is which is what propelled them ahead. You you played them close in both games. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. But you're also thinking, well, you know, if you get past this one, you certainly have confidence about the next one because you did beat them and you lost to them by one or whatever it was down in, in on January 2nd. And, mm-hmm. Oh, that was Arizona State. But anyway, earlier in the in the conference season at USC. So that's uh, that that thing you're thinking maybe you go on a run like you did two years ago. Yeah. Where you come in with a not-so-great record. They were over 500 two years ago. But, but, I think they were. Let's see, they had to win uh, UCLA, Oregon, Colorado, and then Oklahoma State, uh, Loyola, Chicago. Who else did they play? That's five five wins right there. I'm pulling up the To schedule. get to 20. They were 20 and 13, 10 and 10 over. So 15 and 13 going into the Pac-12 tournament, mm-hmm. and they win five to get up to, uh, to, get up to 20 wins. So not, not a, a stellar team at that point in time. And down 16 in the first half to UCLA, go on a tear, win, and get all the way to the Elite Eight, which was a great run. Mm-hmm. But last night, same thing. Uh, obviously, nine games under 500, and and but playing a little bit better, you know, since the second half of the Cal game, the the, the previous Saturday, playing better. And as you told me, being a, an ASU alum, Bobby Hurley with that Hurley fade or whatever you want to call it in the end, where they just kind of Arizona State. Each year gets off to a pretty good start, lots of lots of accolades, yep. and then these last few games of the year fade out and end up being in the play in the, in in the play in in the Dayton in, the, the ASU Invitational. Yeah, <laughs> it's three times in the last seven years they've they've been in the they've yeah. been in the first four, which is uh, it's funny to think about. Yeah, yeah. It, but, uh, um, yeah, but they they got to keep winning to get in the tournament. But you know, for Oregon State, they they could have won that game last night. I mean, you, you mentioned three of eighteen on three. Jordan Pope might have been pressing it a little bit. I don't know if the the freshman scoring record was in his mind. Mike was counting yeah. it down the whole time. Yeah, how close he fell did he one get? point short. One I think, point, I think. Yeah. Oh man, I think it was one point short. Oh. So it, it's yeah. I wasn't listening to Mike. I had I was watching the game on 
on the Pac-12 network. And I, I, I have to admit, uh, I couldn't take Bill anymore. Couldn't? Oh. I just couldn't take it. You couldn't, couldn't take the seven Pac-12 tournament teams? Seven, ter- seven NCAA tournament teams? I, I just couldn't. I didn't want to hear it anymore. So oh, I love Bill. I turned the volume off. And, uh, you know, I think Mike should have, I got Bill some work on done. for, for one, one time, what between like media timeouts, just one session with Bill. <laughs> I, I think there's not enough time. I know. Well, <laughs> you wouldn't know what's going on. No, no, you wouldn't. He just doesn't say anything about the game. No. Ted Robinson does a great job, uh, managing. Him. I think Ted does arguably the best job of anyone of, of yeah. managing it. He, he almost, Pash he almost takes fun. See, I just haven't seen Pash on as many with him. He's funny the way they, it's always he, when it's he ESPN. He doesn't take anything off of him. Right, he, no. He just he, he just says, Bill, we gotta go. You gotta stop talking right now. We're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna do this. Right, right. You were getting on me yesterday because of a, a few pitches that I, I I couldn't Jimmy was talking and the wind up was occurring and I, I respect him so much. Mm-hmm. He is so good at analyzing baseball. And I, agree. I didn't want to cut him off. I respect him because he's older than me. I learned that lesson. Respect your elders. Mm-hmm. And I respect him for everything. And he's talking and he's giving all this great wisdom, but the guy's pitching. Now, I don't think it ever got as bad as missing two pitches, just one and close to the second one. But I would always, you know, professionally just, all right, well, here's, you know, Travis Bazana now down to an 0-2 count. Uh, having missed the first two pitches, but not bringing that up. And I didn't want to interrupt Jimmy, but, um, but Ted does a really good job with, with Bill and Pash is, is a little bit more aggressive with it. Hey, I, we I, haven't done a, a, we'll get back to this, but we haven't, sure um, we haven't done a poll question since we introduced the fact that um, <laughs> we've got corks and forks now as a sponsor on the polls. There's a clock being held up in our doorway. What time did it say? I think that clock is from your office. Uh, the old one that fell off the wall. I have no idea what right, message must, you're trying to get to. It must have fell down. What it says it? 1110. Does it work now? Oh, oh look at works. that. Did you fix it? Uh, Nina fixed it. Okay. Well, look at I that. So now you know, you'll know what time it is in the morning. You know what? We can put it in here. Whoa. I so we don't and, have enough stuff in here already. I went out and bought my own clock for my office. That that clock would suit this room like on brand. Because how old is that clock? Uh pretty old and it's it's the so classic it's perfect. grade school clock. It's perfect. Yeah. Right, right on brand for this uh for this studio, right. I think. Right in line with, with everything here. Is there there's nothing in here that's necessarily new per se. No. Is there? <laughs> no. Any of these photos? No, we have a photo any of these of, uh Mike and I doing a uh, a show at rush hour photo and uh um see the photo itself is new but not what like the 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 the, the paper the photo is on is newish yeah but the photo itself is not new oh no that no that's a uh, that's from because um, your hair is uh not not white well what do you mean i it's, it's the same color as it is now right <laughs> <laughs> paul let us know text us paul because when was that rush hour photo remote and it's the can I guess the older Benny Ooh. logo on the sign? Can I guess like 08? Uh, yeah, that looks like an 08 Verizon logo behind you. It, it could be. It could be 08, 09. That in that like latter half of the the early the the 2000s. Yeah. And I speaking think. of that, we're gonna be at Les Schwab tomorrow. Oh, the uh, T-Mobile one too. Wow, I didn't even see lost. that one. Yeah. Holy moly. So Les Schwab is that? Are those two different remotes right there? No, that's the same one. It's yeah. the same picture. Okay. 
There's a Verizon sign behind Mike, and then to the right of Mike, there's T-Mobile. I can't tell what you're blocking from where yeah. I'm sitting right here. Well, Man, nonetheless, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time. But again, we're going to be out on the road at Les Schwab tomorrow, and we'll have some, uh, some football players there. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're going to make hot dogs. And, of course, Les Schwab always does popcorn. So stop on by. Uh, Scott Schuler will be there. We'll be there. And it's just kind of a grand reopening they've already been working on. On, on tires and stuff, but uh, a, a brand new location. And if you're old enough and you, you've been around long enough, you remember the older Les Schwab, which we've done some remote shows at many years ago, and now the new one. And we'll bring that uh, in and have a nice little ceremony tomorrow with the Joe Beaver Show from 11 to 1 at Les Schwab Tires on 9th Street in Corvallis. Now back to the poll, um, Forks and Corks poll. So we're going to do one now, and I'll just leave it up until Friday, and you can check it on Friday, TJ, mm-hmm. Okay. when we're out at the remote. So we can get more than four people checking in on it. And I don't know how to word it, but I'm going to come up with it. It'll be a yes, no answer. But the question essentially is, should I say, does it matter what platform the, the, the Pac-12 gets? Yes or no? What? Or is there a different way to, to pro- propose that question? Um, it's like, would a, cer- would a certain platform being included in like, included like, certainly dissuade you and i don't know should we make it specific to say a specific streaming platform should it be hey would if it's if pac-12 comes out and is on streaming platforms i refuse to buy is like is that maybe yeah i think maybe general should be a little bit better it's hard because i don't really know how to do anything other than allowing people to text a word for like Mm -hmm. amazon or apple or yes or no I'm just more curious to see, like, is there a platform like you wouldn't watch on or that you don't want to pay for that you don't? Maybe that's it. Is there a platform you wouldn't pay for to see to watch the pack? That's probably a good one. Yeah. So we're curious. Yeah. Yeah. Is because, you know, we always think about it. Hey, I already pay for Amazon Prime. I don't want to pay for Amazon and Apple because I don't have enough time to sit down and watch all the shows and all the other things that they're trying to cram into my face on top of all the live sporting events. So if it's like, well, if they end up being on Ion TV, yeah, nope, I'm not watching it. Nope. <laughs> I don't watch enough Blue Bloods to, to buy my subscription to Ion TV. You know TV what, though? To Beaver the... fans going to say yeah, uh, no. They're going to they're gonna say, well, I'll pay whatever it is to watch the games. All right. Well, that's good. So dedication. We've we got to come up with a better way. We'll, we'll take our time on this and come up with a better That's That's dedication. Right better there. way to do the poll. And maybe I can look at it during the break and see if I can figure out a way to get it in there where they can put uh, the word down, one word down for the platform you want. Like Amazon, Apple, ESPN, because um, everything that we're reading is a little bit of everything. I- I've seen a mixture of of Apple and uh, Prime. Mm-hmm. I've seen a mixture of uh, like Prime and ESPN, and then even maybe the Pac-12 games. I've heard Friday night games for sure on uh, on Apple or Prime. Actually, Friday night on a stream. Um. Because there's 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 slots, you know. Petros Papadakis always talks about it when he's on in the morning with the the national guys. He says, "Look, there's there's TV slots that need to be filled. It's just who's going to fill them." Mm-hmm. Now Petros was perpetuating that the Pac-12 is done. It will disband, and there won't be a there won't be a conference. Mm-hmm. And those guys, those guys, you know, the, the two Joes and a two two, two pros, pros and, and a, a Joe, cup of Joe, a, a Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, they are. I was surprised that they brought in the topic of the Pac-12 because, you know, on a national level, 
when you have, we have a regional thing going on here on a national level, especially where they're all about the NFL and NBA, mm-hmm. a far second, but the NFL, hardly ever talk about college. And out of the blue, earlier this week, they, they just kind of said what we've been going through, which is, well, it looks like the Pac-12 is going to uh, basically fall apart. They can't find anything, da-da-da, as if that was the final story. Mm-hmm. But it's not. They were joining the party late, if you know what I mean. No, They're joining reading the party a lot of late. headlines. Reading it, a lot of Dennis Exactly. Reading, reading headlines, <laughs> and then but going with it. And I thought, no, 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 no. It's a lot more detailed than that and what's going on here, as we all know, going back and forth. So. That's when Petros came on, and he should know better because he's out here, and he follows the league, and he follows the Mountain West, and he follows all of what's going on. And he was exactly right when he discussed the fact that uh, it, it all started 10 years ago when the when everybody wanted the Pac-12. All the platforms wanted the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 didn't do, Larry Scott didn't said they do would, what needed to be done at that time to secure a deal. Said they wanted themselves instead, essentially. Exactly. And it, you know, it just fell apart. So here we are 10 years later when all the other leagues now have secured their deals and the Pac-12 is on the outside knocking on the door saying, hey, don't forget about us. Now, the only thing different than 10 years ago is now you can introduce these uh, platforms of uh, streaming. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think if the, if the streaming companies, I don't know about Apple's backing, but certainly with Amazon and Bezos, it's a, it should be an unlimited amount of money. Right. And so you could maybe get upwards of the 40 million that the big 10 or and other conferences are getting. But the last Apple's thing I read, similar, yeah. yeah, I don't know who owns it or whatever, but yeah, you're right. So what I've been hearing recently and reading, and Mike and I were talking about this, about 35 million per school. And it's like, well, better than the 30 million that was the low end. Not as high as the forty million that some of the other conferences are getting. I think the Big Twelve are they close to Big Twelve's got is thirty one point six. Okay, they're thirty one. The Big Ten, uh, forty. Mm-hmm. SEC. You're not going to get those dollars, but if you can get more than the Big Twelve, that's a that's a win uh, on a lot of fronts. Mm-hmm. And personally, I don't care what the platform is because I will pay for it. Right. I already have Prime. A lot of people do, and you you get everything with Prime. Um. I already have Apple, but and if there's we, some people who don't. And if we think about it this way, right? If you just like, if your only reason for buying TV is to watch the Beavers, okay, think about it this way: if the Beavers end up on some combination of ESPN, uh, of ESPN, Apple, and Amazon for their streaming rights, I would guess it would be one or the other, right, John? You wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say they would be on both streaming platforms for football. It'd be one or the other, right? Oh, I've seen both. Huh. Okay, so let's add add up some like costs. Working in tandem. Let's think about this. Add up some costs here. Uh, how much is ESPN Plus? What, 10 bucks a month? Yeah. 10 bucks a month for that. It's like eight bucks a month for Apple. Like 13 uh, or something for, for Amazon. For Amazon, right? How much is that setting you back? 40 bucks? Well, you're at, if you, the two at the Apple and the Amazon, you're at 20, 25, and then, mm-hmm. and then with, uh, and then with ESPN Plus, add plus another 10. That's another 35, 10. right? So that's all your sport. That's all Oregon State sports. Boom. All your football is done. If it doesn't go any higher than that, Right. I happen to have all three. The average person might not. Some people are completely cut the wire and they've, they've got maybe a sling or a YouTube TV. But even if you cut the wire, right, that's $35 a month and you get everything. You get the things right now that we keep saying that like keeps network and, and cable TV going, which is live sports. Yeah. Because live sports always draw, always, right. always draw. And now you've got all that for $35 a month. That's not bad. I mean, that's way cheaper than cable, and you get everything that you actually want to watch on there. And then 
I don't know, if you want all your TV shows, you get a Netflix subscription or you watch the shows that they have on Amazon Prime or on Apple, or you can just binge watch 30 for 30s on ESPN. Did you ever read um, a text that we got? And I think it was from Orange One, mm-hmm. and I can't find it up here while we're trying to talk. You can do that. Which one? It was the one about Yahoo writing that Learfield was losing oh, money. Losing money. Let's see. So that's a, a whole different animal. With radio coverage and things that are going on there. Uh, losses top $2 billion since 2019 after tough... Uh, <clears throat> Let's start that sentence over again. <laughs> since tough 20, uh, after tough 2022 season, pre-tax losses topped out over $2.1 billion in the four years between 2019 and 2022 after college sports giant recorded more than $300 million in losses this past year. Uh, da, 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 da. According to Endeavor, uh, they're uh, according to Endeavor, who owns forty-two percent of Learfield. It's an equity firm, Silver Lake uh, in Silver Lake and uh, Aterios or whatever that is, public company. They have to disclose all these things. Duh, 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 duh. Sports rights are expensive, is what the summary. Sports is. rights are expensive, and the question is, yeah, can you sell enough ad time to to pay for it and make the profit? No, you know, it doesn't seem like it. It's been 24 years now. People don't under, you know, a lot of people may have forgotten or the younger set back in the day, 1999 and prior, everything was in house. Mm-hmm. So at Oregon state, they produced everything in house. There was a couple of people to do that. And it, in, in the old, old days, it was the, the big stick in the state. So for example, uh, KEX would carry the beavers and, um, uh, Jim Howe, no, not Jim Howe. Uh, well, Daryl was the sports director and the voice of the Beavers, and they would produce the uh, program out of KEX, send it to ABC Globecast in New York, who would put it up on the bird, and every station would take it off the satellite that way. Mm-hmm. Then Daryl stopped working up in Portland and came and lived down here and worked as the voice of the team, and the games were still produced in-house. I don't know how they got to the satellite from here, but basically in-house, meaning that here on campus, you'd have some people selling and trying to make some money. So then someone, Clyde Lear and the other guy, Field, got together and they started this farming radio thing, which is huge in the Midwest. And Mm -hmm. it's big here too. We have Mm -hmm. the Ag Ag Network. And they were working and doing this farm radio thing and decided to try their hand at sports. So they take that idea, and Oregon State was one of like five or six properties that they had when I got hired to work down here in 99, and they've since blown up to, you know, hundreds. They've got schools all over the country, and I remember Oregon State was the smallest property, meaning they had SEC and and ACC schools because the general manager would have a mini helmet for every school, and I saw Alabama, North Carolina a couple of other North Carolina state back in 1999. Well, there's enough room on the shelf now for all the schools that they picked up over the years. And then they merged with IMG and it is what it is. So on, but that's how it worked. But they came along and would go to a school and say, Hey, we'll take the burden away from you, write you this big check, which would be bigger than the amount you can sell on your own. And we'll produce everything, Mm -hmm. but we get the rights to make the advertisement money off of it. 
So you're getting a check for more than you would have gotten if you did it on your own. They'd be like, great, we don't have to do it. You're going to give us more than we've always made. We'll take it. And then, of course, in-house Oregon State or whatever school it is has the right of first refusal on who they hire to be the play-by-play person. Everything else, though, is run by that company. And it's worked. It's worked all these years. Which, and they've grown immensely over the over time. Which makes me wonder, it's like, so what's the, in terms of revenue or and profit or whatever, what's the difference between a school like like Oregon State or a, what's, I guess, what's the biggest Learfield property you, you could think of here Alabama. on the West Coast? Alabama. I mean, well, Alabama probably, yeah, um, let's say in our region. Well, they have Oregon, Oregon State now. They had Arizona well, and Arizona State, but one of them dropped them after a while. ASU is not a Learfield. And they had affiliate. Washington State and dropped them and then picked them back up again. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot has happened Washington's, in 24 years. I, I would, I'd say probably Washington's the biggest Learfield. Yeah. Because USC, I don't think, is. Mm, I don't. That I see, I don't know, but um, they've. it always used to be big schools. And then it became more of the Nevadas, the. Idaho's, they didn't have any small schools at all. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a win-win for everyone because they go to the school who's already producing it or a radio station and saying, well, here's a check for X number of dollars that is probably twice what they were making on their own and will produce everything and take it out of your hands. Mm-hmm. And the school will be like, great, take it. Thanks. Thanks for the check. So And, I, and I, that's how that works. I wonder, is it, e- is it easier and a better deal for schools to, to work with Learfield or just do the things on their own? Oh, as far as putting it all together and the headaches of producing and all that, it's much mm-hmm. easier right. to, to do that. Plus they're making, getting a check that's bigger than what they probably had been making. That was the business model. Back right. Then. The, the loser in all of it, unfortunately is the, the, uh, the announcing positions because prior to that, you made more money as an announcer calling games a lot more mm-hmm. and then having it be a corporation across the land, they lowered it. Right. Because they could, mm-hmm. because they were smart and they knew that we, as a community, would do it for free, and right. uh, and then they don't. They do fine. We're we're, it's uh, no complaints, but just kind of a um, a look behind the curtain as to how it it used to be, how it works now, and as far as, but but everything's changing now from let's say five or seven years ago, to prompt an article like that about losing mm-hmm. money because. And I don't really understand all the reasons why it's losing money because uh, you you would you always have to have something on the radio, whether it yeah. be a stream. It doesn't necessarily mean terrestrial radio, but you got to have a play-by-play person. It's probably some pandemic-related stuff, like a Mike too. Parker. Yeah, probably yeah. some pandemic-related stuff too that it's still probably recovering from. They uh, they had to restructure some of the some of the rights deals they had with some schools to 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 work it out over yeah. uh, uh, over the game. But I, would imagine. I know that the uh, the network is strong. All up and down uh, the Willamette Valley, it's covered uh, by Learfield, and and they're great people. I've been working with the same people at Learfield for 24 years, and some of them I've never seen before mm-hmm. or met in person. I was doing a game, and I talked about doing a game in uh, um, Towson that Bill Murray was at and the president was at. Well, one other weird story about that particular game. I'm doing this game, and as soon as the game's over, this really soft-spoken, nice guy behind me says, Hi, John. And he puts out his hand, and it is a guy who was a producer at Learfield that I worked with and talked to on the on the back channels during mm-hmm. games. 
for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my gosh, hey, good to see you. I mean, that, that was just a small Not, little... Yeah, nice to see. <laughs> small little, world. Little small world bonus there in Towson when the president was there and so, and so was, uh, was Bill Murray. And the Beavers got a win in that game, which is great. Well, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll some, try and figure out the wording of our Forks and Corks poll, but it's basically... What do you want out of this deal? What do you want to have come out? Um, I know Mike's real nervous. We're all nervous about it. If you have a, if you have an interest in the game, mm-hmm. if you have an interest at all, and then uh, and Beaver Nation does. We want the best and the biggest. We want to be in a Power Five, but if things collapse, I mean the the scary story out there, the monster that everybody's worried about is Oregon and Washington go somewhere else, although Kenzano has chronicled very well that's a pipe dream the Big Ten has said over and over again, no, we don't want them. Others have said they do, but if you trust certain sourced people like a Wilner or a Kenzano, they say they, they don't want Washington and Oregon. Uh, these things don't fit, X, Y, and Z, and, and it just wouldn't work, whatever. Plus, they've already got their money in their deal. So why would then a standing member of that conference, like a Purdue, let's see in the big 10 say, yeah, we'll take less money to bring in two more schools. Cause they'd have to share the money with two more schools. Mm-hmm. Your average would go down. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense in that respect, but that's what the monster that's floating out there. Okay. They leave. Uh, we keep hearing over and over again from the, the big 12 side of the coverage that, Oh, the four corner schools are going to the big 12. Oh, the they're gone. They're schools. as good as gone. Yet I've seen reverse articles or reverse stories and, and facts and figures that say, like you pointed out the other day too, and you know things about uh, uh, size of markets much better than the Big Twelve, ratings much better than the Big Twelve. If this thirty-five million dollar deal that was last reported, I think by Canzano that was being thrown around, that's great. That's four more million dollars than the Big Twelve was getting, and all that. It's it's kind of becoming a rivalry, isn't it, between coverage of one side versus coverage of the other mm-hmm. the big 12 is becoming very annoying oh the they they're they're what they doing what you would call stirring the pot that's that that is yes. what they're doing they're yes. they're stirring i mean it's every single day somebody is like leaking something to a dentist dot or, or someone in the big 12 area yeah write this write this stir up the pot if you read the article that was put out this morning there's about 400 words that are written before they actually get to the point where it's like the Big 12 thinks they're going to get the four corner schools. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. okay, so if you actually, if there was actually new information saying they're going to get the four corner schools, you would have put it in the lead. Absolutely. It's not in the lead. And I've it's seen, all the way, I have to scroll all the way down to find it. And I've seen stories where the headline says a deal's been made, and then you read it. And it's doesn't the no deal has been made. It's no different than the news was two weeks ago. But the headline says a deal's been made. I've seen that happen several times in all this back and forth. Really, though, the question is, and we've got to figure out how to word it. What do you want as a as a fan? Do you just want security that you're together with other big name schools? Maybe not for tradition purposes, but for uh, power purposes. That you're playing in a power five and make sure it keeps stays together for that. Or does that not matter? Do you want, uh, does, does the platform matter? Does it have to be ESPN? Does it have to be like a cable or a satellite channel? Or can it be, in your mind, a, uh, a streaming platform? Does that matter to you? Those are all the questions that we're kind of mulling around to, to um, kind of make a poll question out of. And, and 
actually have conversation about here on the on the show. 497-5356 is the number. And to get your texts on that as well, same thing. Downward Dog sponsors the phone part of it. And University Honda on the uh, on the text side, 497-5356. Because it's like a uh, just a continuing soap opera. TJ, it to just put it keep, lightly. it just keeps going. It's like, well, here's here's another thing. Just why we just wanted to end, <laughs> which we thought it was going to this week because everybody's in Vegas, you know, convening for the Pac-12 meetings and conferences. And so the latest was yesterday. I saw one side say the chancellors and presidents met. There was nothing offered, nothing put on the table, no numbers, no dollars, nothing at all. But they had a good meeting. That was the Big 12 side. Then the Pac-12 side was $35 million um, to streaming and, and an ESPN and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Possible, but for sure, chancellors and presidents said the league is still together. The league is still together. That was the Pac-12 side of it, and that was the latest that I saw. I'm just wondering what is left to negotiate. I'm like, I'm curious. What is it? That's a good question. Like, what what do they still need to talk about? Yeah, and who's, yeah, what are they asking for, and what are they, and who are they talking to? I I don't know. I don't. I do not know. You got me. In this day and age, the reason why I say it doesn't matter to me, and I don't want to speak for people, but this in this day and age, it's like if you want. You have to get stuff and pay for stuff if you want to get anything. So I cut the cord, right, from dish, or I should say from satellite and or cable. Mm -hmm. I get YouTube TV. Well, it doesn't carry the Pac-12. So for nine months out of the year, I pay extra to bring Sling on because Sling is the cheapest of the others that has the Pac-12 network. So I got to pay for something like that. Now it's all right off and everything, but... Still, just the idea that you have to patchwork it together. Mm -hmm. And for entertainment purposes, I've always had Amazon and I've always had Apple. So there's lots of little things that add up dollar-wise. And I can understand people who don't want to pay all those things. And then you look at the cable package, you're like, oh, it's almost the same price. True. But then there's service and coverage and all that. Right. Service, coverage, and I think customer service being awful. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually got it to where... Um, if I didn't have Pac-12 issues needing to follow it and watch all these games and everything, get rid of Sling and one other move, I, c I can get my, my payment stuff down to around 60, 75 bucks, where before, 250, 300 bucks. Right. That's and, um, you know, any household that is doing anything, constantly going, all right, where can we cut now? Where can we cut now? That's what we do. Where can we cut now? Our, our gas bill was huge this month. Got to... Got to cut somewhere. Okay, well, and get, oh, I haven't had this magazine for a while or get rid of that. I don't ever read that. Stuff like that. Save yourself five bucks here, five bucks there, mm -hmm. and it adds up. But and then pays for your Pac 12 now. During college football, I'll pay anything. Well, I won't pay anything, but I'll pay and do what I got to do to get the Pac 12 coverage or college football coverage that includes the Pac 12 uh, completely. Any thoughts on this? Give us a call. Any thoughts on last night's Beaver men's basketball game? Uh, give us a call. If you want to revisit anything we've talked about, Brandon Kaler was awesome. Thanks for the cuts, by the way, mm -hmm. yesterday. And uh, wrestling will be next week in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You've got uh, gymnastics coming up on Saturday, third-ranked Utah. I guess it's sell a sellout or close to a sellout. And that is going to be a great atmosphere. 
Uh, locally here, you got Crescent Valley in the semifinals in both boys and girls. The surprise is the boys, they upset number two, Churchill, and on their floor, and then in the tournament last night, they beat LaSalle, who was a seven seed, and I think Crescent Valley is a 15 seed. Yep. And they had to win so to get in. Great win. And um, what's the kid's name we had on? Adam Tomeskin. Tomeskin. He had 12 last night, and Rocco McClave at 21. What kind of a player is he? Rocco just, uh, so he's the quarterback of the football team as well, but he is one, it's him and Adam for the most part that are the, that are the scorers on that team for, for what I've seen for guys that'll like create their own shot. They're the ones that will handle the ball. They'll, they'll drive and kick or they'll, they'll drive and score. And, you know, he's got a little bit, a little bit of range to his game, not too much, um, but he's very good inside, very crafty around the basket as just a point guard, but he, uh, he operates efficiently. So that's pretty cool for the locals here at uh, Gill Coliseum, the 5A tournament. It's worked out perfectly. And the girls' team is the defending state champs. So they, uh, they'll play They today. got a lot to defend. 315 on the girls' side and one semifinal. And the boys' semifinal tonight is 815 for Crescent Valley's game. Got a break. We'll come back. The number you know it, 497-5356 on 1240 Joe Radio. Well, I tell you what, if you read some of the texts or you know, you're talking to someone and they tell you something that you know could possibly happen, it can just be a bummer. And Curtis's text to us saying the AI will one day take over play by play, and that very well could happen. Very well could happen. Yeah, Curtis, if you get any insight on that, just let me know so yeah. I can change professions. There's no <laughs> no no business of me wasting wasting my time if Ex- if if I'm going to get replaced by a robot, anyways. Exactly. Let's go to Harold and Sandy. <laughs> Who called in to update us on the uh, the raising research project via the webcam? And I, I haven't had a chance to check. I do drive by there every once in a while, Harold, and see some of the progress that they make. But you say that you think they're starting to put some chairs in, some seats. No, I'm watching them put them in. Really? I've got my laptop plugged into a 50 inch screen, so I get a lot of kick out of watching them build this thing. Is it They've the doing it since they started? Are, are you just sitting there staring at it for hours? <laughs> no, no, off and on. Is it uh, I mean, are I, the... I, the biggest? The biggest kick I have out of this whole that whole setup that they've got on cameras around is that they're building that research vessel down in Louisiana. Watch and put that thing together. Oh, there's a camera on that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which research vessel? I think they're getting ready to paint it. I, I remember do, water. I remember doing the news stories on that, so I know what you're talking about. But oh. for TJ, and were there two that were that were granted to OSU, or just the one? No, just one. But they've making three of them. One of them goes to uh, South uh, Southern Mississippi and Louisiana, and the other one goes back to Rhode Island. Yeah, for Oregon State's but Oceanic Program. Oh, that's cool. Where are they going to Designed by Oregon State. Oh, designed by, and the Beavers will. Well, Oregon State will get one for Newport, right? So they can yeah, go out. Yeah, it's going to be black, white, and orange. Oh, that's cool. How big does it look like? Like a destroyer or something? 190. It's 190 somewhat feet. Wow, it's a big boat. And you know, it's going to have every last electronic toy on there that you could think of. Oh, yeah, it's impossible to figure out what all is going into that thing. Yeah, that's, what's what's a bill on a boat like that? That's that's yeah. A lot. Well, <laughs> a lot. Government money. Let's just say that, and uh, they'll they'll oh, benefit yeah. well, from it's, it. It's, the, it's being paid for by the Navy and NOAA. Yeah. So, Harold, oceanography. What uh, what level of the 
are they putting seats on? Is it the lower level that's been done for the year? It's the right now. It's the, it's the lower level. Yeah. Uh, on the, the concrete steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're and they're black. The seats are black. Uh, they're going to have a lot of a lot of knee room because those uh, the different levels of that are really wide. You know, from the the point of which you would connect a seat to to the point at which you would put the seat in front of you. They're really wide. It's going to be interesting to see how it turns out. Oh yeah, it's it's a it's been fun watching them build this stupid thing. There's one thing <laughs> I have about it. You know, I love the whole thing. I just love it. I love stadiums. I love getting new ones and all of that. But there's one question I have, and I don't know what the answer is. I tried to ask it, but I don't know if it was understood. Why is the new roof not matching the old roof? Good uh, <laughs> question. It doesn't. You know what I mean? The old roof, old being the old, what we used to call the new side, has on the sides of the the uh, the beams that hold it up, kind of a old st- old school baseball stadium look to it. Yeah, cantilevered. Is that what that's yeah. called? Okay, but the new side doesn't have that. It's yeah. they they don't match. And I just thought, well, maybe it costs more to to match it. Well, but... the, the, I, I think one of the, one of the reasons is that the, the roof is covering the press box, and they want views all over. They don't want anything in the road. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no doubt. But the press box, they're really they're really going to town on that thing too. That'll be good. And that's gonna to be, our benefit. Yeah, from what I understand, if you're looking at it like you are, the our work, the main press room and some radio rooms and stuff, will be on the far left and there will be other things on the right of it. In other words, they're moving it around, but that's more for, for us and talking to each other about, oh, is it gonna look like the old one did? No, it's gonna be Nicer, obviously, because it's brand new, but a little, well, I, not I, at I midfield. Guarantee, I guarantee you it's going to be a lot nicer than yeah. those uh, yeah. things you had last year. Yeah, so. well, that's true. <laughs> Train uh, uh, cartons. But I'll, the know, seats were nice. You're right on the field. They did a good job. You know what? I'll give Oregon State and the, the staff really a lot of credit because, you know, we had close to sellouts on every game. 28,000 was really loud. They were great games, by the way, and we really got blessed with great weather. And, you know, for, for considering everything that was going on, we had room to sit. We had everything we, had everything we needed. It was warm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It worked out really well. I wouldn't want to go through it again, but it was no problem at all. And they did a good job of making these tented. You know how wedding outfits will make tents and keep you warm with walls on the tent and they bring in the heaters with the duct and everything they did that for the uh, athletic director's booths on each end so, <laughs> so someone spent some money but they well, did a great job i'll tell you the digs that you're getting now is going to be a lot <laughs> going to be pretty lush absolutely looking forward to it harold thanks for calling in appreciate it oh hey much pleasure you take care and thank have a you good day. all right that's one of two sandy area listeners dave and harold that we Sandy. know of. That we know of. That's right. If there's anyone else from Sandy, let us know. Yeah. So uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and, and finish out the hour with this thoughts from a couple of texts here. And your phone calls, again, the number, 541-497-5356. Trying to get someone from football practice to, uh, to give us a call. I put out two different uh, requests. Mm-hmm. As have I, too. Surprisingly not gotten an answer back. Mm-hmm. And I... 
it's got to be because they're busy, obviously. They're two people that are great and would not just ignore it. So it must be still going on. And uh, just to get a feel for what, personally, I want to know about the quarterbacks, how they all look. I think like Les Garrett did a really good job in the, in the uh, Gazette Times, kind of breaking it down on all of them after the first day of practice. So how they look, how does DJ look? 6'4", 240, 6'4", or 6'5", Big that's boy. linebacker size. Yep. And can you imagine? And he's throwing the football. And can run. I mean, I, I can't wait to see that. That'll be great. He'll tear up San Jose State. Is that a prediction? Should we write that on the wall? What are they going to do? They're going to, coach, that's a linebacker playing quarterback back there. I mean. Good luck tackling it. That's pretty good. And he likes to run. Yeah. So. That'll be fun next year. I can't wait for that. All right, we'll be right back after this timeout. 1240 Joe Radio. Last couple of minutes now here on the, this first hour of the Joe Beaver Show. Your phone calls are, are welcome. Your, your texts, of course, at 541-497-5356. Um, USC's not a Learfield affiliate. Okay, we've got that. And then working on expansion. That was a text that came in around the time that we were discussing why things are taking so long and stuff like that. We didn't even broach that part of it. We were just talking about network deals and money. But, yeah, that's a whole, a whole other issue. I, I, it sounded to me, it sounds to me, and we got one minute left, that it's, uh, they're settling in on uh, SMU and San Diego State. And it, that could be the reason, but usually don't they just throw a clause in the contract of – of the media rights deal. If these schools come, if we add two schools, they get said revenue share and it doesn't necessarily hold up from getting a deal done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It'll it'll be in the coming weeks. Keep saying it. Coming weeks. It could be June and still waiting in the coming weeks. Jen Mueller corrected me and she was right. It is a long trip to Dallas. Yeah. Um, Dallas is nearly in the Eastern time zone. Yeah, I know. I I was just thinking, no, it's long. San Diego. Great. Fine. Uh, just like going to L.A., no big deal there. But right. uh, Dallas, okay, all right. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. The athletes do, and Mike does. All right, great first hour. We'll uh, pick it up here, second hour. Your phone calls, plenty of time. We don't have any scheduled guests, although I want to get someone from football. So hopefully that will happen as well. It's coming up on 12 o'clock. The Joe Beaver Show is on the air. 22. What do you mean, 22. After all the uncertainties of the past two years, there's been an expectation and a hope for a more normal 22-23. But now the question is... USC and UCLA do. They're both Big Ten schools. Yeah. But where does that leave the rest of us? Who could possibly answer that question in this strange new era of analytics? Mad transfers. How did it get hit? Well, it looks to me like you portaled it. What? You know, portal from wherever you were to here. What's that? It's a, a different kind of portal. Oh, it's just changed so radically, and we're all running to catch up. And realignments. They both big ten schools. Yeah. All we do know is the boys are back. And the Joe Beaver Show plots its own course. Now there are a few more topics that we have to cover. And we will not talk about transfers, and we will not talk about my mother. We will talk about what I want to talk about. Fair enough. Snacks, the snacks, the snacks, the snacks, the snacks.
who's next? Joe Beaver is on 1240 Joe Radio. All right, continuing on, hour number two here on the, I almost said the Beaver Sports Network, <laughs> on uh, 1240 Joe Radio. And uh, don't forget Beaver Baseball tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to be difficult, TJ. It's going to be wet mm. getting these games in. Will they have Saturday, to play a no. doubleheader? Saturday, no. no. Maybe they do play a doubleheader on Saturday. I don't know. But Saturday is going to be like partly sunny. Perfectly fine. Perfect. But this, uh, what do they call that? Pineapple water river in the in the sky? The uh, atmospheric river? Yeah. Uh, it's coming pineapple. over us right now. Where'd it you used, get a pineapple? It from? used to be called the Pineapple Express. Oh. And they changed the terminology to atmospheric river. Anyway, that's over the top of us today and tomorrow. And then one day of, of clearing skies will be in heaven on Saturday. And then on Sunday, right back to rain. And then uh, showers next week. Now there's two next week against Nevada, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, that'll probably be a typical just a shower day where it's cold and you and you get a little wet, but there's no problem with baseball. I'm a little worried about tomorrow and Sunday for baseball weather-wise, but I don't know anything about the weather. You either. played through, well, I mean, on Tuesday it was raining on and off pretty good during the San Diego game. That didn't really seem like there was much of an issue. It's just a... Just to wonder if how the mound is going to be. Well, really. Dougie was there, and he said, as a, as a fan out in the elements, people were wearing um, ponchos, but more for warmth, he said, because he said it really didn't rain that much. It was just windy. Mm-hmm. And you could tell Ben Ferrer had kind of a looser jersey on, and in the first two innings he was pitching, his his like underarm part of it was the, just getting was tugged. flapping around yeah. like crazy, and the flags were going crazy, so mm-hmm. it was cold, Doug said. But not really a lot in the way of rain. Um, you talked about the mound. It's interesting you mentioned that because afterward, Jimmy and I were sitting there and there was three guys working on what is a, a fake mound. And Jimmy says to Hank in the booth and, you know, a little three-way conversation. He goes, you know, when this came out, I hated it. And, you know, as a baseball purist and all that, it was the last, the, first of all, it was the, uh, the, the mound and the home plate area was the last, was the last thing to go turf. dirt. Yeah. And then, and then the, the last thing to go turf. Yeah. So, there's scraping on the mound, and I'm, I asked Jimmy, I go, it's a fake mound. What could they possibly be doing? And Hank says, oh, you know, they're working. And they were pouring, like, what looked like, you know, diamond dry on there and mm-hmm. stuff and just kind of working it in. And I guess, you know, there's still some maintenance that needs to happen on those mounds. Yep, especially because the <sighs> pitchers will dig it out. Yeah. Especially with a fake mound, it gets dug out. Yeah, and so they're filling it in and doing all that. And, and Hank says, uh, he says, you know, if we didn't, we, all three of us were in agreement about being purists for baseball and having fake diamonds, which when that, that first happened, I was just like, you got to be kidding me, you know, all upset about it, <clears throat> but understanding you had to do it. Now, after all these years, I'm like, it's great because it can be raining, full on raining, and they're still playing baseball. Mm-hmm. The only time they call it is when it's pouring down rain and you're playing the Portland Pilots. It's, it's almost like if you have a Tuesday game against Portland at Goss, they're so close that if you, they you, call it early and say, don't get on the bus. No. But any other team that has to be here from a plane ride, it's like they'll do everything they can to get the game in. Right, because they're already here. Yeah. They already paid for the hotel. Right, and, right. And all these things. So anyway, that's that. And uh, uh, yeah, let's, let's get to some of the text here on the University Honda text mm-hmm. line. Let's see what this question is. Uh, how does the weather look this weekend for baseball against Washington State? Yeah. Hi, Les. Uh, still down in Arizona. Okay, looks like the Cougars are really good. Okay, there's two two things right there, and you can help me out with this, TJ. 
Cougars looking pretty good. They're eleven and one. But if you look at their schedule, uh, not the the toughest of opponents. I don't think D one baseball is their RPI out yet. So that's like that's a pretty good measure of how how they how they're um, how they're matching up. Yeah, and how they rank. Yeah, but no. But I, anyway, last by the the uh, the weather part of that question. Yeah, like we were just saying, Friday tomorrow looks pretty wet. However, Saturday sunshine and then showers on Sunday. Maybe they play two on Saturday. Maybe they don't. Even if they don't, I think Sunday's okay. Speaking of RPI, we'll get it starting uh, in four days. Sweet. So that'll be good. End of this weekend, we'll get our first RPI ranking. Sweet. And that would be be a really good tell um, because I don't think Washington State's RPI is going to be as good as Oregon State's, although the Beavers... I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, let me it's let me go click tell. through they their opponents. I'm, I'm, I'm Southern I'm, Indiana. I think was. Uh, I don't have their schedule memorized. So let's see. They started off uh, two apiece against Villanova and UC Riverside. And Villanova is not a good baseball team. Uh, anytime you're out of the Big East, it's like yeah. Uh, UC Riverside's five and seven. So no. Uh, Southern Indiana, and then let's see. They've lost at UC Irvine. Was their only loss? UC Irvine's had a pretty good season so far. They've swept ASU. They're ten and two. They've swept Tulane, swept ASU. They beat USC and Washington State. Mm-hmm. They beat San Diego. They beat uh, they lost to Loyola Marymount. But it's been good. They're at Gonzaga this weekend. So the Anteaters have been pretty good so far. Uh, but they they beat Washington State. So. And then again, the three-game home series against Southern Indiana. It's the, I couldn't imagine this RPI would be very high. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see on that. But um, they, you know, they've they've gotten the job done with wins. They're eleven and one, and Oregon State is ten and two coming into the series this weekend. There was a whole slew of teams all with the same nine and two record um, on Tuesday night. I think everybody won. I actually the only ones up that I didn't follow up with was. Or I did follow up with was Washington State, so I don't know Do you the, want the standings. Yeah, eleven and one. Uh, Washington State's eleven and one. Oregon State, Washington, UCLA are ten and two. Okay, three of them. Uh, Arizona and Stanford are nine and three. Oregon and California are eight and three. Utah is six and six. ASU six and seven. Southern Cal is five and six. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, it looks good. I, I it looks good for the weekend and. Maybe Friday will be, tomorrow will be the, the big question mark. Saturday, though, I think it's okay. Whoever wrote in a slew of texts going back in time, I really like you because they give us one sentences. <laughs> if you go back, uh, isn't Colorado a home game? That was in January. I can't yeah. remember what we were talking about. LeBron is not even top five of all time. I agree with you. Thanks for the one sentence. No, I disagree. <laughs> because I can read it while being on the air here. Um, why do you sound like an LP running on 45? That was back when we had that weird thing happening with the internet and it was, uh, making us sound like the chipmunks mm-hmm. working on expansion. And then they just put this line in too, after we commented on that about expansion, SMU, San Diego state, it will be more than two team expansion. It's the only way I way see that happening it. is if, uh, two teams come over from the big 12. Who, who are who you else convincing? Is it be? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know who you're convincing though to come out here. Who, who, who? I, I don't know. I'm just saying you, you don't, do you really want Wyoming, San Jose state? Do you want UNLV or, and Fresno state? Uh, some people were, no. were saying they did. I don't want UNLV and Fresno state. I don't think that they, they match up with, with the conference. They do. Fresno state has good football facilities. I don't know. I've been there once. 
I don't remember. In the end, it does not push the needle. I don't think so. No. Um, San Diego State kind of does. Brand new, nice looking facility for football. They've got money. They've they're in on the whole credit situation uh, as far as academics and where they need to be. Um, SMU sounds interesting. I never thought of them until it came up a couple weeks ago. But UNLV and Fresno State. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I think you weaken the conference by doing. That. I'm just re- going to repeat myself again. For I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but this is what happens when the conference isn't aggressive in expansion, and they're doing it more as a reaction than being proactive in terms of expansion. Because then you're left with this to try and expand with the schools that aren't desirable. Yeah. No offense to those smaller schools, but smaller conference. It, it it makes you more of a smaller conference if you're adding smaller conference teams. That's all it is. Yeah. And all the best group of five teams have all been snatched up by the Big Twelve. Exactly. Who was proactive. Proactive. <laughs> yeah. Houston. Yeah. UCF. BYU. Cincinnati. Proactive. Exactly. Hey, you guys look like Power Five schools. Let's get you in the. Let's get you in the works. <laughs> Let Let's get you into this Big Twelve deal. So you turn out, oh, we we lose our two biggest, uh, our two biggest properties are uh, Texas and the Oklahoma, and you end up well, despite losing Texas and Oklahoma, we still have a pretty good set of schools. Remember, however many years ago when we were being teased with a super conference for the Pac-12, bringing in Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas, all these big blue blood schools were coming to the conference, and I was just overjoyed with the idea of seeing the Sooners running down the running down the ramp onto Reeser Stadium for games. Could you imagine Coolest that? Coolest thing in the world. Oklahoma and Texas here at Reeser Stadium. I mean, that just seems like a pipe dream. It is a pipe dream now. There's just no way that's that's ever something something that would happen. I think we have a robot that is called in. Is it a robot? We got a robot. It's two calls that when I answered, there's no one there. So headphones, someone's headphones aren't working. Yeah. Something happens sometimes with my AirPods. That would, I also liked the, so what ended up happening? Was that a, was that a decline on the PAC 12 side? Did it just fall apart? I can't remember. I think at the time the PAC 12, Larry Scott said no. Yeah. Ooh. If I remember correctly, he said no. And it kind of fell through. Good for expansion. Un- unbelievable. Too good for expansion. The PAC 16 with those schools. Then remember what we just left. We just got this a couple years ago, this deal with the ACC. I mean, that, that would have been great. See, this is, but that let, let's go back to that for what that was—the alliance with the ACC and the in the Big Ten, saying, "Hey, we we don't want to uh, we we don't want to 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 cower to the SEC." So it's okay, okay, we're not cowering to the the, the SEC. So we're gonna we're gonna make this handshake agreement with the ACC and the Big Ten. But the problem is, is that. As people said during this and all these things, they never put it in writing. That's the big issue. You got to put things like this in writing. So you got to put things like this in writing so they don't go behind your back and snatch your two most important schools away from you and be like, ha ha, catch up later. Exactly. Exactly. That's let's exactly go, what they did. Let's go to the phones 497 5356, 497 KEJO. Paul, welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. And when are you going to get that part to fix your station so it quits doing that? Actually, that's supposed to be done this week, but this week is almost over. So, uh, good question. I'll uh, ask the boss here when we get off the air because I was wondering about that this morning. Well, 
can't hardly listen to you. It's getting worse. Yeah. Hey, uh, you guys have a remote tomorrow with Les Schwab? We do, and uh, that's because of the loss last night, unfortunately. But Mike and I will be out at Les Schwab tomorrow from 11 to 1. And uh, Oladapo is the only football player I know of, but there are others, and I, I wasn't given the, the names. Is this also their grand opening or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know how you do like a re-grand opening type of thing where you celebrate it even though you've been working there for a couple of weeks? Yeah, okay. Cool, man. I, I'll get to see you tomorrow then, John. Sounds good. Anything else, Paul? No, I'm just excited for baseball, except I'm going to have to miss Saturday's game because of the gymnastics. And that'll be the best, probably the best weather day of the week. <clears throat> well, it's it, yeah, but hopefully tomorrow night gets uh, rained out and they'll play two games on Saturday, so I'll be able to see one. <laughs> that, that could be true. All right, thanks for calling, Paul. See you later. Let's go to Mike in Seattle. Now, you're Mike in Seattle, but are you actually in Seattle? Because a lot of times you'll be elsewhere when you call in. So, uh, yeah, I can't hear you guys very well. How's the connection? Good. Um, yeah, good. Like We can hear you fine. Better? Okay. Well, I'm in the Seattle area. Let's put it that way. I'm in the 253 area code, DJ, right? That's the Seattle area? Yeah. Well, 253 is Tacoma. No, no, no. Yes. Yes. 206 is Seattle area code. 360, yeah, 206, 360, and 253. Correct. Okay. So on. Oh, 425. You missed one. And the TV deal. Well, we call it TV. Yeah. And the. And the deal to have our sporting events on some kind of platform that we can watch. That's right. a better way of saying it. Right. It, it's, it's all up in the air, and here's my theory. Um, you know, the belief is that there's going to be there's going to be expansion where we invite San Diego State and SMU. The problem with San Diego is that yes, it's a part of the, but it's a big metropolitan area. But the San Diego State football program doesn't doesn't get a lot of people either on the radio, on TV, or at the games. There was a guy named Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Remember that name? Sure. Who was on the other day with the radio station in Portland that comes out at three o'clock to six, and he says, because he lives down in San Diego now, he's got a talk show and a podcast down there, that the fan base for San Diego State football is almost nil. And so even though you add them to your conference, let's say, it's not going to bring eyeballs to the platform that you are going to have a contract with. So I believe that's why it's taking so long because the Pac-12 leadership wants a certain amount of money per program, per, uh, per school, but all these platforms are saying, but there's not the viewership. Even though there's eyeballs in cities, they don't turn to the Pac-12 schools to watch any of football. Because right. it's all about football, let's say that. They're not turning to watch gymnastics or basketball in some cases. Right. And so it just doesn't have... It just doesn't have the eyeballs watching the programs um, on the various platforms. And so the Amazons and the Googles and uh, 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 all these platforms, 
they don't know how they're going to monetize it because, as we know, what's happening in in over the air TV and radio and all this kind of stuff, that the advertisers don't want to pay unless it's a big big deal like the NFL. And, and so I think they're at at a stalemate. You know where the leadership of the Pac-12 they want a certain amount of money times the number of schools, but all these platforms are saying, you know. It can't be monetized just to pay you that amount of money. So that's why I think it's taking a long time, you know, to get this put together. And I think people in the Pac-12 or in the Pac-10 now, they have a broader view of what they think their products were than the actual bean counters and the facts and data guys that all these platforms are saying, I just can't go sell, you know, for crapper, uh, you know, for crapper beef jerky. You know, that yeah. was all over on the basketball game last night. Did you notice the commercials mm-hmm. of the basketball game last night on TV? Yeah, yeah. And the fewer there are, the, the more you can tell how well it's, you know, doing. Well, and the ones they have, you know, were not brand-name products, was there? There was no Chevrolet. There was no there was no Buick. There was no IBM. I mean, there you know, the big guys weren't buying up that space. There was some weight loss. Things on there. I think like State Farm is the and biggest. Lose, and you can lose forty pounds. There was, there was Trapper John beef jerky. Uh, I'll, I'll give old Trapper a break though, because they they, so they spread their portfolio that's the sign pretty of wide. The advertisers. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. And then I think I think State Farm is the biggest, uh, or one of the biggest. And there's and they they've been working hard at it. But I noticed that from the. From the beginning, it's like, okay, there's a lot of uh, promos being run, and then slowly they, they get some clients and a few bigger ones. And, the, and again, it never really took off because it was so poorly run by, by uh, um, the, the former AD or the former commissioner. But you're right about what you say. Mike pointed this out when we were first talking about it. If you have 2 million uh, television sets in San Diego or whatever the number is, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be watching them. They have to get the numbers on how many people watch. Now, if San Diego State has not never been in the Pac-12, which they haven't, you can't. You don't know what the viewership would be until they're actually in the conference. But you're not wrong. You're right about what you're saying. It's just yeah. the one the one metric they don't have is well, and they all. I guess they have to guess. And this is where the sales job comes in. They're you know on the on the on the Pac-12 side. They're going hey hey. You got uh, you know two point three million people here, and we, you know we we can't guarantee anything, but we're sure that once they're a member of the conference, the viewership will be X Y Z, and then and then the the platform says, you know, you don't have any way of proving that, and I, I get it, right. I, and I I think you're right. It's yeah. uh, it's who's going to watch it, and how can you monetize it? But I thought, right. uh, Mike, I thought that when I first heard of Prime, I thought, you know. Prime is interesting because how do they make money when they do any sport live? How do they predict or or make the sales? It's all about selling selling commercial time. But then I thought, well, these well, these these billionaires that own the platform, maybe they don't care because they're making their money on subscriptions anyway. For example, for example, before you retort to that, Mike, the, in an example of that, so like in Amazon, in that sense, will now air an NFL game on Black Friday this year, and you know what they're going to do? Right. They're going to make the game free so they can just get as many people as possible to go to their website to do that. Yeah. Like they, 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 these are the things right. they think about when they're scheduling these kinds of events. Right. But the pro, but the product that's on Black Friday is who, TJ? The NFL. <clears throat> NFL. Yeah. It's not, 
We're, we're not comparing not apples to gymnastics. No, no, right, it's not. They know, right. so, so they spend big money to the NFL because it's the top product in the world, and they're willing to pay that then you know, to get free eyeballs watching, and then they push the commercials. And so it's the NFL. I was watching the Golf Channel. They got the same problem going right now, you know, between the between golf and live. And so what the PGA Tour is is now attempting to do is tell the top 60 golfers on the money list that they must play these X number of tournaments. The golfers are saying, "Well, no, I don't want to be I don't want to be bound to have to play in that tournament." But then the TV guys are saying, well, if I don't, if I don't have a John Rum, then I'm not going to get the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And so it's that chicken and the egg. So, so the golfers want more, right? But they don't want to guarantee they're going to play up until two days before. And Brendel Chambly says that's the problem, is that they want a big payday, but they don't want to guarantee their ability to show up and perform, which gets the eyeballs. And so back to Pac-12, it seems like uh, it's down to 10, you know, the two big ones left that actually got a lot of eyeballs in the LA market. Mm -hmm. And so now I think the guys in the Bay Area are going, okay, you know, we need to add, but we only need to add if it brings eyeballs that are committed and watching. And so I think they're at a conundrum and that's why we're not seeing anybody actually sign any contracts. And so, um, I heard Petro the other morning. Did you, John? Yeah. You know, with those, and, you know, he's pretty knowledgeable, don't you think? Oh, yeah, he's very dialed in, and that's why I was worried, because he was basically saying it's it's all going to just disband. It's going to be over with. I know, and, and so, you know, to hear Petro say that, and and that's why I text you, I hope you either taste it or have a podcast of those guys, because, you know, he actually works for Fox, and he's out doing games, mm-hmm. although I think he does a lot of those from the from a home studio now. He does, yeah. Um, which back in the day, you know, we never would have thought that you could broadcast a football game from a home studio. But he but said, yeah, he said he likes it a lot. Can. And so if Petro says that the other day on Wednesday morning, I kind of heard it and go, oh, my gosh. If um, Because there's not other, just as you guys said earlier, there's not other schools to come join the Pac-12 that aren't already in a better conference. Right. And and so it's kind of like checkmate, and it could be just a slow death. Um, and so if you go back to Oregon and Washington, okay, why do they want to leave? Well, Money. because if the Pac-12, Pac-10 gets smaller and smaller, they ought to leave now, jump ship, you have to go find a home, even if they have to take a discount. Uh, on their income in the short term, and the competition might get tougher and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. You know, it's it's going to be interesting, and it seems like the next thirty days is going to be telling um, because something's got to happen, or else you know we're going to go into football season with. Uh, is there ten teams for this football, or is there one more year? One, one more, more year. year of twelve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're kind of dead man walking. And, and so anyway, it's, it's, uh, so Mike, let me ask you a question, interesting, but go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Okay. All of this being said, and you're right. And this is why we can be, uh, unnerved here in uh, river city because Washington state and Oregon state will be left 
you know, out uh, away from the party. And that's a scary thought. But we won't answer that question in today's show. But I do have one last question for you. And that is, no matter what happens, would you predict some kind of tectonic shift to what we what we know as our norm? Or can you see any kind of a deal where nothing really changes, the, the, the 12 teams are, or the 10 teams are still together, and they've got some patchwork deal? I, I don't see that, but that is a question. Do you think there's going to be some kind of major change to what we are used to? Well, I think it's going to be a slow change. Because, I mean, because, because the balance of the schools cannot afford to keep funding these, uh, you know, these athletic departments and mm-hmm. the facilities and the salaries without the big income coming in from the TV uh, guys. It's not like radio's not going to pay anymore, right? They're losing money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the TV networks uh, or the broadcast platforms uh, aren't going to make as much. And so I think it's just a matter of time until athletic departments can't borrow from the main campus anymore. You know, that's a dirty little secret out there too, that, that a Washington state, you know, when they go in the red each year, mm-hmm. they borrow from the main campus. And then, then there's an agreement that they'll pay it back over time. You know, when they get a bigger check coming in, and that check never comes along. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of, I think at Cal, that happens. I think the schools, schools other than Oregon and Washington, uh, you know, they struggle on the balance of the books each year because they got to keep paying salaries and paying for, paying for facilities and, and upkeep, but the checks coming in from the networks is going to go down. So over time, John, um, there could be an exodus of the high-priced coaches and administrators leaving, you know, to go to to the conferences that have the bigger, bigger pots of gold. So yeah, and if the the money doesn't get better, then one would one would imagine economically, then you're getting you're you're, you're replacing coaches, but you're not trying to outbid them because that might right. not be a sustainable model. Right. You know, if you take a look at the athletic at the athletic departments around the Pac-12, and I've done some analysis of the names on the websites, you know, there's a lot of red pens, you know, that you, that you cross through their names because they've moved on. Mm -hmm. And, and in a lot of cases, they've moved on going East and, um, you know, there's been promotions and stuff, but if you think of all the names that you've worked with over the years, John, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of them who aren't here anymore. They have moved on and gone East. So I think that's a telling sign of the canary in the in the coal mine that um, that they're moving on for better opportunities and a paycheck and an opportunity. So good stuff. Of time. Thanks. But I hope it's wrong. Yep. Thanks, Mike. Great call. Great call. Five four one four nine seven five three five six. One, One thing I would just like to throw in there again before a break. I've, I think I mentioned it earlier this week, but let's remember this when we're talking about Washington and Oregon. The playoff will expand after next year. It is going to expand. And if you win your conference championship as power five, you are in the dance. You are in. You are the you are guaranteed a bid with a power five conference, which the Pac-12 is part of the owner of the college football playoff. The college football playoff is owned by the power five conferences. If Oregon and Washington want to win championships, they're not leaving. 
No, because it'd be easier for them to do it's it here. It's way easier for them to just get right into the playoff and yeah. play. And then, you know, all bets are off, right? If you if you what if, if you go to an 18 team Big 10, is that easier when you're playing you're facing up against Ohio State and Michigan exactly. every year exactly. and Penn State? No way. Same thing for the SEC, same thing for the Big 12. And to add to that, I'll bet in 2 years Word will come out, word will leak from USC and UCLA how much they hate being in the Big Ten because of the travel. Right. Especially UCLA. Yes. Football wise. Yes. And they're gonna that will though that word will get out. It'll be leaked. Programs will hear that and go, eh. you know, <laughs> and I they may they won't reverse course, but but I just don't think from what I've heard heard, they don't like it except for the top tier administrators like People that. People pocketing the checks. Because of the money. People pocketing the checks. But the I have working don't. Lie. I have a point to 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 add on to that that we can get to after this break. All right, let's take a break. Uh, great stuff, and we've got some text to get to it as well. Back after this on twelve forty Joe Radio. Uh, Is speed not a factor? Not a correlating factor, really. It, it could help. B-A-P-I-P. It could push you. P-I-P. Bat, B-A-P-I-P. Yeah, batting average with ball in play and on balls in play. So on ground balls is the one I'm looking at. Right. So if you're super, if you're like an Ichiro type with a batting average on ball and play, it might be a little higher yeah. because you can turn some outs into hits, but it's not, it wouldn't be an, absurd, it's not an absurd number. Ichiro wouldn't hit 400 on balls yeah. in play because the average number is 300. Ichiro might hit, you know what? I'm curious. You, you've piqued my interest. I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up. We'll, we'll, uh, by the way, just a quick recap. Great conversation. Thanks to Mike's phone call. Mm-hmm. It, it It's starting to get good (laughs) and we want to talk about a few other things in the final 20 minutes of the program great conversation i know you had a point you wanted to make about the uh big east before i get yeah before i get to the etro stuff that i have pulled up here making sure i have all the numbers i need i don't so i'll have to keep looking anyways in terms of you said regret for for ucla and, and and usc you know it was very fitting of 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 we keep talking about like what really makes college sports successful. Is it getting all the best teams together in a conference? Well, not necessarily because that's what the big Ten's doing right now. They're going expansive. They're going after big markets, but in terms, is it actually, you know, healthy for the sport? Will it make the sport more popular? Probably not because you look at the big East tournament in basketball. And this tweet came onto my timeline yesterday that kind of put it in perspective. And it was just a video showing Madison Square Garden on a Wednesday night Mm -hmm. for the 7 versus 11, or I think it was the 6 versus 11 and 7 versus 10 game. Random games that are irrelevant, and those teams probably won't even make the tournament. On a Wednesday night, and the place is sold out. Yep, that's a huge tradition there. Sold out. What was that word you just said? Tradition. Huh. It's almost like that's what college sports are. Yeah, exactly. It's tradition. It's regional rivalries. It's yeah. it's embracing a collective sport in a region. And that's what makes the Big East such a thing and yeah. so popular. It's what makes college football so special. Right. Well, all college sports. Right. Is the tradition, the alumni, um, and it, the region that you're in. It's not a national thing. It is not. It, uh, what we keep saying is that college football is trying to become the NFL. That's yeah. what they're trying to and do. I, and I it is not missing. the NFL. It is not because the NFL already exists. So you cannot become the NFL because the NFL already is what it is. It is is already the national. Let's leave that because you and I both saw this tweet and I love it. Jeff Passan spring training, 2022 versus 2023 time of game last year, three Oh one this year, two thirty six. a full half hour runs per game. Last year, 10.6. This year, 11. So it's it's not School. longer. Be, it's not 
having a lot of runs doesn't matter. Right. Score. Stolen base attempts. And most importantly, scoring is up. Yes. Yeah. Runs per game, 10.6, and it's up to 11. Stolen base attempts, another thing that can maybe slow things down. 1.6 last year. There's more this more, year. What 2. they 4. want, more action. Uh, action. Strikeout rate, 24% last year, 23% this year. More singles, more stolen bases, and runs in 25 minutes faster. So just quickly summarizing what he just said. So for the rules that I came in that. this year, there are shorter games, there's more offense, there's more action on the field, and guys are striking out less. All gripes for baseball the last seven, eight, nine, ten, probably will go decade. Yeah. Gripes of how that's trending. And the rules are working. I agree. The rules are working. And then you point out the batting average and balls in play thing, which directly relates to the shift, and especially on ground balls, because that's where it was affected the most. 20-point mm-hmm. jump in batting average on balls in play, be on ground balls specifically, because there's no shift to take away those hits. It's really nice. I don't know how he found that number, but yeah, I think Major numbers. League Baseball gave him that number. So you're curious about Ichiro, uh, his batting average on balls in play. When he won MVP, it was 370, which is a really high number. I, I say you can sustain between 350 to 250, so he's 20 points above that. A little bit lucky on that end, but Ichiro, uh, as I mentioned, because he was so fast, you can there, there are ways you can have a higher batting average on balls in play because you put a lot of balls into play and you still get hits out of it because you're so fast right. and he had all those infield hits. Out. He hit... Nearly 400 on balls in play the year he had 206, however many hits he had in 04. 399 on balls in play, which is an absurd number. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty impressive. He went, you know, 389 in 2007, 353 in 2010. Like these are really, really high marks and kind of impressive how that works. But that's just kind of an example of putting balls in play and still managing to get hits out of it when the league average is about 300. So interesting thing to uh, to think about there. All right, a um, couple of texts we want to knock out. Um, Rice and Baylor was was posed by a listener. When Why? We're talking about uh, teams to Why? come in. Why? Well, I don't know. Based on what? Why Rice? Do you think the Houston market watches Rice? You know, they watch. They watch Houston, who's in the Big 12. If if they watch Houston. They're, they're a pro city. They are a pro city, but if they were... If you were to pick a college team in Houston, would you watch Rice or Houston? Well, of course, Houston. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Question answered. Except for baseball. Right. Uh, their baseball program's not even good anymore. Well, it used to be. I, I know it used to be good. They had some had some really good players, but no, not anymore. Here's another one. Uh, if they only expand by two, kiss the Pac-12 goodbye. Or kiss the Pac goodbye. By only two. Uh, why do you need more? It, uh, to me, expansion only works... If the teams are are a, a good addition, if you're adding, if you're adding two, if you're adding teams from lesser conferences, and it's an up upgrade for them, it's not an upgrade for the conference. Correct, which is why, and all need, of those teams have been taken. Why you need to be proactive? Be <laughs> proactive. Well, aggressive. Yeah, Harold uh, from Sandy says Texas wanted to keep mm-hmm. its Longhorn network. <clears throat> That's right. right. I forgot about that. Right. Uh, and that deal. So that killed, that's what killed that whole thing. Uh, I want to clarify something I said earlier. I said Jordan Pope was one point shy of tying the record. He did tie the record. He actually. did tie the record. I've, I went uh, and double checked. Dean from Eugene was looking into that. Yeah. Dean, Dean, Dean was texting Trevor Kramer about it, but also I, I went and looked. He was 12 points away and he had 12 points last night. So. Okay. Good. Congrats, Jordan. 
SDSU, SMU. How about Rice, Texan version of Stanford, and one more? Okay, that was a different person who wrote in on that. And then Glennie writes in to say there. Oh, oh, I forgot how good of a school they were. But there are times last year I thought it was the State Farm Network, not the Pac-12 Network. That's true. It's they State Farm's a big sponsor. When you sell to only a handful. You find out that you play them over and over again. Right, right, right. But uh, hey, you know I'm not tearing anybody down. It, it's not easy to do these things. I think, I think uh, Mr. Scott didn't do so well. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and and it just I didn't get right. I don't know. The one question that's never come up outside of me is why could they not never offer it up as an a la carte thing that you pay to get like. Like any other things like Prime right. or ESPN Plus, whatever. Why not pay six bucks a month to be able to watch the Pac-12 Network on the stream? Because then who would buy cable? Who cares? If you're the Pac-12, you just want to get get money you get, for your conference. You'd get less money that way. Well, they're not getting any money. It would be easier. It is easier for it would be easier for the fan to watch. You're correct. Way easier. However, as we've mentioned, a lot of a lot of the reason cable companies are not even cable companies, these networks make money is because people will buy cable packages and then never watch that channel because they, they have to buy all the channels together. Yeah, that's why I have sling. I right. don't watch sling for anything other than, uh, I said Oregon state other than PAC 12. Right. So if the PAC 12 went up and offered a la carte, all their cable subscriptions for PAC 12 network would plummet. Which would kill their deal with the cable company. I get that. It would, it, it but would do they that. don't have any deals. I it mean, would do that. Few, and but... their viewership would be lower. I promise you the viewership would be lower. They would make less revenue from subscriptions. It, 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 it wouldn't be good a good business idea. It's great for us. Yes. It would be awesome oh, for I, us. Yeah, I, I guess but I should have. Notice, uh, how, no, like, notice how ESPN, you know, they offer ESPN Plus, but they can do that uh, a large part probably because they're now owned by Disney. Well, and they and they don't make money anyway. And I I uh, I should have uh, put a caveat to that. It's better for the viewer. It's better for the the, the subscriber, the person, to be able to buy it all a cart. Right. And I get it. it. It would kill the the deal they have, but they struggled to get any deal at all. So just give up on that. Go all a cart and make mm. your own money, and don't worry about those. It's a good question. If I, the dollars worked out, if it doesn't, right. it doesn't. I, I I don't know all the details. If you of that, make more money off a deal with Dish, let's say. Then you would if you went all a la carte. Then, obviously, you don't go a la carte. John Warren says, why aren't you doing it? And you keep your deal. But mm-hmm. if you do make more money off a la carte, which you would have to predict because you haven't done it yet, mm-hmm. then go that way. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, I, I really would not. I, I'm just, I think that deal with the cable companies is the biggest one. Yeah. It is. That, that's, what, that's what they have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, let's, I, and let's, I don't know all the details for the for ESPN either because I don't know. ESPN's a little bit more complicated because there's a bunch of things they own and and such like that. Pac-12 Network is not paying billions of dollars to the SEC for rights either. All right, let's sneak our last one more break in here and then come back and continue here on the Joe Beaver Show tomorrow. We're at Les Schwab Tires from eleven to one. Mike and I will be there. TJ will be back here, and then Beaver Baseball tomorrow night, uh, right here on twelve forty Joe Radio. Okay. DJ. Let's finish up with a topic we said we were going to talk about but haven't yet. Okay, I'm going to get ready for this. Jim Beheim. Yeah. How about his ending yesterday? I mean, has there any been ever been anything more awkward for a 
like I guess he's a le- he's a legend, right? He is. He's a yeah. legend. Yes, forty-seven okay. years. Jimmy Beheim, Syracuse. You know, he's had some great players. Our own Stephen Thompson played under him in the '87 uh, national championship game. Is that right? '87. <sighs> and uh, I used to like him a lot. I I don't, know, I don't li- not like him. It's just I haven't heard him in a while and watched any interviews. And he's just gotten more sour. Yeah, he's really sour. He's really sour and. It was the way it was put is a very on brand way for him to go out for like, first of all, they've just been awful the last few years and he's railed against the current state of college basketball. And it was really ironic. The team they lost to Wake Forest because at the beginning of the season, he accused Wake Forest of buying their team and then lost to them in his final game. Isn't that okay? Let's have some fun with audio. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure which one this is. Here it is. Retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out. Yeah, here, here's the one I was looking for. Here we go. Are you, are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're I not just saying- just said it. I don't know. So you don't know? Okay. I said this is up to the university. So is he retiring? <laughs> Well, he is now. They, yep. they announced it yesterday, but but was he retiring or was he being asked so, not to keep going? They never said fired. They never said, I don't remember if they, I think they might have said retired. They didn't in that, uh, the press release after he, after the, the university, after the press conference, the university came out and named the new head coach. I don't believe they used the word re- re- fired. They didn't include a statement from him either. 47 years, and they didn't let him have a statement in his fun. It's an odd, <laughs> go away. odd thing. It's I'd really like to get odd. Steven on. Maybe maybe tomorrow we can get Steven Thompson on to talk about his experience playing for, for Bayheim. I mean, great teams, always on TV, uh, just Big East legend. I mean, all of it Wait, legend. Yeah, we're just talking about the Big East, and yeah. Syracuse was one of the, the, yeah. the, the ones that brought it to light. I want to have fun with audio these last three minutes. Sure. None of what I had. There's no order, rhyme, or reason for these sound bites I'm going to play, but I have had them, and I want, I want to play them just because I want to play them. Here is Draymond Green responding to Dylan Brooks. Now, what did Brooks say? Ah, he has no game. He's just always upset, something like that. Now, this is like three minutes long. I'm only going to play a few seconds of it. But uh, this is Draymond responding to Dylan Brooks, who was calling Draymond out on a number of things. This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. <laughs> I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you, you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you <laughs> even witnessed that. Well, maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now, so if you have four rings... Sure, you talk a lot. It, it goes on. I, I wish I could. This is why I think it. more players need a podcast. I, it's I better agree. content. Here's another one that came in the other day about load management. Charles Barkley. Oh. I don't think fans get mad if you're making thirty, forty, fifty million dollars if you play basketball every night. But you can't make thirty, forty, fifty million dollars and then sit out games. I think it's disrespectful to the game. I think it's disrespectful to the fans. I mean, they fly private. They got the best medical stuff ever created. I mean, listen, it ain't like we working in a steel mill, brother. I mean, people working in a steel mill every day, I'm pretty sure they're tired, too. I love Charles. I love him. Unfiltered. He's always been 
he's always been that way and mm-hmm. only only once or twice has he said done something or said something and I thought oh, I don't like that and, but everything he is spot and, on and now uh what's really funny cuz it, it kind of relates to something that happened just yesterday Kevin Durant was supposed to make his son's debut yesterday and he slipped in warm-ups and had to sit out the game now after seeing the video, I understand a little bit more because his ankle went nearly at a 90 degree. Uh, angle. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, the floor was slick and his foot came out from under him and, and oh, it didn't okay, look good. He wasn't very happy about it. For March Madness. Pulls up for three, won't go. The Islanders return to the NCAA tournament. Islanders, your 2023 Southland Conference tournament champions that's texas a&m corpus christi that's very random and i don't know who they i i had they absolutely be. no idea what <laughs> what that was so well I'm, these I'm, are these are the, the the final calls of teams that are getting into the tournament mm-hmm. from smaller conferences here's one five four three two the colgate raiders are going back to the big dance Colgate clinches a Patriot League record-tying sixth tournament title. Now listen to the guy and listen to the fans, the screams of the girls. It's college greatness. It's what I love about college sports. Mm-hmm. So mean, much they care so much. They're looking forward to that unit payment. And I want to do one more. Put a stamp on it. You are witnessing the golden age of Bobcat basketball. Montana State is the 2023 Big Sky Tournament champion. The confetti shoots into the air, and Montana State, they win it. 85-78 over Northern Arizona. Good, good for that. Good to hear for the voice of the Montana State uh, Bob, Bobcats. Yeah. Was it Keaton yeah. Gilligley? He used, was used to be in the uh, Mariners organization. Oh, cool. So it's nice to hear his voice. You always can tell because he is very loud. <laughs> he is very loud. No, that was great. That, that's good. what it's all about is uh, the excitement of it all. And, uh, you know, we've we've got it on the grandest stage right now. I hope it stays that way, meaning the Power Five, the, the Rose Bowl, the connections. That's my nervousness. And Mike's, too, is about... <laughs> Hope that doesn't change. And we just have to keep crossing our fingers until the announcement is made. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it's a tectonic shift, I don't know. This deal will be fine. Next deal, be a little more nervous. But you guys guys will be close to retirement by then, so not your problem. That's true. All right, great show. Mike and I will do it again tomorrow from Les Schwab Tires.